and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? Very confused. <laughs> here to <laughs> join us on this episode is our good friend, unofficial third co-host of Rev- oh. of Imagine Me and Utena, Abby. How you doing, Abby? Doing well, thank you. Today, we are not talking about an episode of Revolutionary Girl Utena or a movie or a version of the manga. We are here to talk about a play, a a stage play version of Revolutionary Girl Utena that has never been filmed for wider audiences. But we oh, have a comprehensive plot synopsis of what happened in this play and for this episode i am going to be reading this plot synopsis for alice to react to because she does not know anything about this well then (laughs) alice was led into this episode under false pretenses or a lack of pretenses because i just told her we're recording today and (laughs) You don't have to read or watch anything. I just, I trust Panda implicitly, so here I am, and and oh dear. they're doing this thing to me now. Oh, I'm so glad that you trust me. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, Hell Rebirth Apocalypse, Advent of Nirvanic Beauty, I think the fuck that's like way too many fucking words in a, in, a, in a title there are several revolutionary girl plays most mm-hmm. specifically we reviewed for our uh 20 year anniversary of utana show we reviewed comedy musical utana la filette revolutionaire which is available in high quality video on YouTube. But this other I wouldn't say we reviewed it. I mean we got smashed and, and watched a musical in Japanese. <laughs> I mean That's you could say doing. that. I was being charitable to us. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's that to me. But this other play of Revolutionary Girl Utena that was put on has never been recorded, to my knowledge. If somebody knows of a recording of this that I am not aware of, please let me know because I would love to be able to watch it. But the translation that is on Wikipedia is Revolutionary Girl Utena, Hell Rebirth Apocalypse, Advent of the Nirvanic Beauty. And here to help us talk about that is our unofficial third co-host, Abby, who does have the otori.new, the empty movement forum post that details the plot synopsis of this musical. Now, Abby, how do you feel about this musical before we get started uh, now that you have been able to read? a plot synopsis because it does vaguely cover the events of revolutionary girl utina yeah that's what interested me the most because i'm really interested in adaptations in general and i think and i love musicals and i love utina and so it's just fascinating like it actually in my opinion seems to hit some of the key themes in ways i would not have expected um uh but there are some key moments that i know we've talked about that i'm just like how why but also yes um yeah 
It's pretty great. <laughs> the forum post for this involves it's revolutionary girl Utena, but at some point there are zombies. Mm-hmm. The actually, now that I look at it, the title of this musical, as uh, relayed by the person who created the forum post, is uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena Rebirth from Hell Apocalypse Saga Advent of the Beauty's Nirvana, or something like that. And uh, again, this is a musical that was never brought, this was never recorded, it has never been translated. So all we have is basically someone's account of having seen this play, and that is what we are going to be working off of. Amazing. Well done. They gave a lot of good details, in my opinion. Yeah. I am very curious. There's also a page of what appear to be a few pictures, but not very many pictures. There's about six pictures on this link that I will be including with the posting of this episode so that everyone can see what little evidence we have that this musical did, in fact, exist. Oh, man, these pics weren't loading on my phone when I was reading this earlier. This is pretty great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I will uh I will post this link so that everyone can look. Like I said, there are only a few pictures and honestly, it only appears to be like the first picture is like there's clearly Toga and Utana and Anthe in the frame and then there's one of Utana and Anthe together. There's one that appears to be Wakaba mm-hmm. and one that seems to be Toga and Utana and then Jury and I, I guess Wakaba. I'm not sure. There's it's Jury. Oh, it's down. So it is clearly it Jury. In, it might be Utana in the girls' uniform, like in yeah, at the end of the first arc. I cannot tell. That is a fair point. There is clearly jury and some sort of schoolgirl that we cannot identify and then a full cast picture. And it looks like one of them is like wearing the, the OG manga pink uniform, which I'm really intrigued by. I didn't notice that when I looked at this picture earlier, but now that I, upon closer inspection, yeah, this there is one person in one of these pictures that very clearly appears to be wearing Utena's original pink uniform from yes. the manga. So, so that's bizarre. very interesting to me. Don't know how that fits in. <laughs> yeah, I, even having read this, I don't either. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start with this person. Uh, this is a translated version of a of someone's blog post of having seen this musical. So literally all we have is the account of someone who went and saw this and then posted a blog about it. And then that blog was translated from Japanese into English. So that this is the only, aside from those pictures, this is the only proof that we have that this bizarre musical exists. Jeez. Yep. 
Oh man, it's from like 1999. Oh, wow. Yeah, this this is super old. The blog post that we are, or the forum post that we are even getting this information from is nearly, it is over 10 years old. It is from 2007. So it is over 10 years old and the musical is even older than that. But I found this while I was looking for information on this musical and I have not been able to put it out of my mind since I read it. Understandably so. Alice, are you ready? I think, I I believe that I am ready, yes. The basic themes of the anime story are maintained as is, but are completely rearranged. It does a good job of summing up 39 episodes worth of content in the space of two hours. A girl loses her parents in a traffic accident and is filled with despair toward the world. A certain young man shows her eternity. Seeing the eternally suffering witch there, she decides to become a prince that must save her. And so Utsuna enters Otori Academy, and once she duels Seonji, due to the need to conserve time, the play suddenly jumps to to a duel with Toga. The story develops uniquely from here. Now, you guys, feel free to interject as I'm reading this, since we're not like watching an episode. Is her reasoning for fighting Seonji the same? I guess so. Like I said, we have very limited information, so I can only assume that the reasoning for fighting Seonji at this point in the story yeah. is because he is the current possessor of the Rose Bride. Yeah, and they talk about the Rose Bride system later, so I think that checks out. But feel free to interject or ask questions, even if I may not necessarily <laughs> have the answers to those questions. We'll work through it together. As we're not watching a an episode or a movie, we can very very easily stop the narration to answer anything that may need answering, even if we can't quite answer it. <laughs> a dark force based on Osiris, the Egyptian god of the underworld, resurrects. Wait, boy. what? <laughs> yeah, you heard that right, Alice. You heard that right, Osiris. I did no, not no, falter. That, I thought that this was Revolutionary Girl Utena, not Yu-Gi-Oh. Continue. Oh my god. Exodia the Forbidden One. <laughs> oh my god. Resurrects boys who were buried alive in the Nemuro Memorial Hall fire and uses them as pawns. Their goal the Osiris is Osiris boys, if you will. What? The Osiris boys. Oh god. <laughs> Their goal is the death of the Rose Bride, who is the witch. Clear Toga cut. falls into the hands of this dark force after his defeat in the duel. He is given the power of Osiris, which surpasses the power of Dios, and is ordered to being the Rose Bride to the dark force in return. It knows that Toga was after Utena from the start, so he is a means to win against and subdue her. Having succumbed to the mysterious power, Toga has no other choice. The other student council members are ordered to investigate the Namuro Memorial Hall incident by Akio, an early appearance. 
Toga challenges Utena, who gets brought along by the undead who have taken Anthe. Utena, who disagrees with the Rose Bride system, fights without the Sword of Dios and loses to Toga. Anthe aligns herself with Toga as if she had been placed in the palm of his hand. Can, can we can we pause for a moment? <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> Where did this zombies come from again? How did that work? It's Osiris, right? So God of the Underworld, so zombies. That's yeah. the connection. It's you don't think about it who are too the zo- hard. It works. Who are the zombies though? Where did he find them? Oh, they're the the the, the boys who were killed in the memorial fire. There's a hundred dead boys. We keep seeing in the Black Crow's Ark. How do you how do you make zombies out of cremated bodies? No, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> I have questions. There are certain parts of this metaphysical narrative which do not scan. It's all Continue. symbolic. Just go with it. Or not. Look, they're dead and now they're zombies. That's all that this show really cares about. <laughs> sometimes, I, I guess sometimes a weirdly specific rose gate is just a weirdly specific rose gate. Yes. Akio appears before the despondent Utena. His servants have been lurking within the dark force. Now, and it's important to note, his is, has a parentheses next to it that says who? As in the person translating this from the original blog post has no idea whose <laughs> servants have been lurking within the dark force. Now that Utena has intentionally lost, Anthe's life is in danger. Akio explains the allegory of the prince and the bride and urges Utena to fight. And so, Utena realizes that she herself is the prince. So, like, this is so bizarre to me. Like, Akio isn't completely trash in this. Like, it seems fake. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. The allegory, the prince and the bride. Okay. What, what does that even mean? Like, well, because, like, Akio is always hung up on this idea of, like, the bride and the prince of like he's the prince and Utena yeah. is gonna be his bride but also like Anthe is the rose bride I'm not I'm <laughs> I will never be here to claim that revolutionary girl Utena makes sense but oh, definitely not definitely not g- given our previous knowledge it is at least possible to ascertain what it means to say that akio explains the idea of the mm-hmm. the princess and the prince because like that's a whole thing that has like yeah. remained a constant throughout each version of this story that's true it's just curious that he urges her to fight because he like straight up tells her in the anime like you're a princess that sword doesn't look so good that's a very good point that yeah. in the anime he very specifically urges her not to fight because mm-hmm. princesses don't fight but in this version he seems to urge her to fight at least as far as the person who is reporting the summary of this musical seems True. to have gathered yeah and it's like oh i'm the prince it's like the prince was real you I mean, all along Utena. I mean, she's dense in this version, which I appreciate. That's consistent, at least. I love her. My oblivious child. (laughs) Victorious, Toga offers Anthe up to the Dark Force. When she is surrounded by blades, Utena challenges Toga to another duel. 
The okay, pe- okay. I have sorry. I just I can't get over this Yu-Gi-Oh thing now that Alice brought it up. I'm just imagining this like it's so shadow obvious. It's, realm. It's, <laughs> I can even hear her being like, so don't Kaiba. Huh? Honestly, yeah. yeah, like I also have that very same strong feeling because I'm a big fan of the Yu-Gi-Oh anime as well. And so like a lot of this language very much calls back to the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Like I'm expecting Merrick to just show up or something like Ah, <laughs> uh, if only. You know, that would be amazing. He this would get is the along time where with. I admit that I actually don't remember any of the actual anime. I only remember the abridged version. Oh, I mean same. <laughs> But, <laughs> I don't actually remember any of that anime at all. It's all just... A, I, I don't even remember who Malik is. Yeah, I, just the guy with Merrick, the voice. Yeah. Merrick was the guy that had the... He had white hair and tan skin, and he had the Millennium, the millennium Eye necklace. Was it... Yeah, that's... No, wait, no, it was the Millennium... Wait, that's Bakura, right? Oh, There's, yeah. No, Bakura had the Millennium Eye. Who, he what? had the Millennium Rod. Yeah, that was it. Merrick had the Millennium Rod. That would see that phallic imagery would fit right in with Utena. Like join the join the party, Merrick. <laughs> I feel like Merrick would not be out of place in Utena at all. Honestly, no. he's extra enough. It works. I okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, does anyone know? And if and this is my call to you, those out there um, listening, does anyone know of an Utena abridged? I there's like one on YouTube I think I tried watching and it wasn't very good. At least I didn't enjoy it. I don't remember. Alice, I feel like this is our calling. Oh my <laughs> To make oh the true God. revolutionary girl Utena abridged. Okay, we're gonna put oh a pin on that. We're gonna return to it. That's a thing we're gonna talk about later. <laughs> okay. The power of Dios selects Utena and Toga is defeated. But wasn't he supposed to win? The undead turn their weapons on the maddened Toga as he falls to them instead. The other student council members show up, but they all fall to the dark force. The undead are closing in. Utena, the only one who remains, fights them. But against undead enemies who get up again, no matter how many times they are struck, she can't avoid being injured. Anthe, standing apart from the fighting, gets her hands on a machine gun and mows down the undead and flees with Utena. What? What? That's the key detail. That's the key detail Panda told me about this musical, is that Anthe had a machine gun. Can you read that again? I can read that for you again, but it won't make any more sense. Anthe, standing apart from the fighting, gets her hands on a machine gun and mows down the undead and flees with Utena. Ikuhara got Um, his guns in there, after all. Hey, Panda? Yeah? I have several questions. Yeah? Um... The first one is, what the fuck? <laughs> um, the second is, where did she get a machine gun from? <laughs> the student council had it, obviously, right? Just chilling. I mean, I'm just their discretionary fund. <laughs> like the fact that she, the mich- that she just like suddenly becomes violent out of nowhere like this, or if just the mental image of Anthe with her dress pulling out a Tommy gun. <laughs> And like saying something really, really stereotypically like film noir or something. It's an image. This was how this play was introduced to me when I saw it the first time was the phrase, Anthe uses a machine gun to mow down zombies. (laughs) 
Anthony always having to, you know, interfere because always because of some dame. <laughs> Akio receives a report from the leader of the Dark Force. The student council members get treatment for their injuries. He planned the entire incident to restore the power of Dios. Utana and Anthe get away. They talk about the future, about friendship. Anthe confesses that she knew all about Akio's plan from the beginning and apologizes. Utana admits that she had been posing as her prince. The rest proceeds basically like the original series. Utana challenges Akio, Anthe's savior. Anthe stabs her. Is the bond between the brother and sister so deeply rooted? Does the sister still adore her brother? even though he compelled her to play the part of the Rose Bride? With the Sword of Dios in hand, Akio opens the sealed door, but what emerges is a swarm of undead. Their blades pierce him, and he goes down. A failure. However... I just love that. Like, he actually succeeds, right? Where he does it in the anime to open the door, but then zombies, because that's what you deserve, Akio. That's what you deserve. I do love the idea that he does get the door open, but when he does, it's just, hey, zombies. And they and, and they have swords too. So it's like a cool like echo of the blades like I don't that had always been piercing Anthe. It's like it's on you now. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. You're so smart. Why do they have why are um, there zombies? <laughs> Why not is the better question. Why not question, zombies? Why are there so zombies? I'm okay with that answer because it's 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 funny, but like no, but for real, you guys, like why? Why are there zombies? I, I do have know. thoughts on that. Like I do have thoughts on that thematically. Who, who sat on like? I mean, I could see how you could like justify it through some like weird English major thematic bullshit, but like who sat in oh, that? Wow, that? call out. I mean, I'm calling myself out too, but I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to imagine okay. that meeting where they were going to like, okay, what is this movie going to be about? And everyone on there, someone just says, what if we have like a hundred like sword zombies and everyone else is just super pumped. Like this is the greatest fucking idea they've ever heard. Ikihara gets up, kisses his knife in the mouth and says, go home, be with my wife. You're me now. Like... <laughs> Why are there zombies in this movie? <laughs> I mean, not in this movie. This this thing. I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's a weird zombie thing it's, now. It's it's amazing. I mean, the closest thing I could think of is that, and I looked it up. There are there's not one, there's not two, but there are three Sailor Moon musicals with vampires. This is true. Vampires. So like, I'm like, it's it's including in Dracula. Yeah, yeah, Dracul or whatever the heck his name is. I was looking it up and I was like, how is this real? I mean, Sailor Business reviewed the first Dracula musical and they did not like it very much. I would not think so, but I would I would still watch it. I would still watch it. It it was made for babies, so you know Right. I did read some good fic based on it though. That was good. Oh, that sounds good, actually. Anyway, back <laughs> to the topic at hand. <laughs> However, when Utana, who has been touched by Dios, opens the door, she encounters Anthe within. At the moment they take each other's hands, they are run through by the swords of the undead. Just the revolution the failed. The dual system will start over from the beginning. <laughs> but Anthe has changed. Abandoning Akio, Anthe sets out to find Utana. Aww. 
See, this and is that, the hand, the hands, their hands. They take each other's hands. They've reached each other, but zombies. And that's the end of this synopsis of this play that we have, this cursed play. Okay. Beautiful. I'm going to, before I have any actual thoughts, I like to say that I am willing to pay good money to anyone who draws me a picture of Uthana with a machine gun mowing down zombies. Good money. Someone please tweet me about that. Okay. I also, I second this. If anyone is willing to draw a picture of either Utena or Anthe mowing down a bunch of zombies with a machine gun, please contact me personally and either Alice or I will pay you very good money to draw us this. Secondly, okay, my second one was really just going to be about zombies again. But thirdly, I can kind of see... There's this thing in the original in, in the show that is present as well to in the movie to a lesser extent, um, where it's sort of alienation of our protagonists from their environment. Yeah. Um, people have written a lot about zombies. I think this is mm-hmm. what this might be what you were thinking, Abby. Um, where yeah. people have written a lot about zombies as a sort of metaphor for a lot of things, and like whereas originally in the fifties you see a lot of them as a sort of stand-in for the fear of radiation. Um, as you go forward, mm. like especially starting with um, shit uh, Romero, zombies really become a metaphor not about some external f- like force or radiation or something, but they start to be sort of about us as people. You have um, I think it's Night of the Living Dead. It's one of the Romero movies. It's really good. Um, they're in a, they're in a mall, and it's, that's very intentional because it's, besides the fact like in universe reasons, there's a sort of sense of the zombies are mindless in the same way that you know people ambling about spending money in the mall are mindless. In the same way, it's just a cynical way to be, but zombies kind of are stand in for this complete subjugation of the individual to a rigid code to or to a um mm-hmm. to a set of ideas which dehumanize damn that's good that's some good analysis yeah. there alice it, it's good, good it's, it's interesting yeah. to me that they're all guys um because it's just sort of mm-hmm. of it, course it, it, i mean it, it is really yeah. seriously so i mean and this is true in the show as well there's just sort of like overbearing repeated like really really overt patriarchal kind of tone with like Sanjini and Sanjini and mm-hmm. Toga especially we constantly repeat this it mm-hmm. is constantly geared at Anthe and Utena with Utena being the one that is resisting that and Anthe being the one that is playing into it for her, sometimes for her own advantage but always sort of going with this at least on the outside and they the I mean my cracks about like the planning session for this movie aside um the zombies kind of seem like the ultimate like over the top just in case you didn't get it the first 39 episodes kind of metaphor for that i just need to interject here i was looking over the other posts of uh of translation of the blog post that contain this summary and one of the things that is included in this is the author of the original blog post said uh for some reason there is a large plastic sheet on the stage (laughs) the staff came out to spread it quote Blood will fly during the performance. Please use this to protect yourselves. <laughs> Amazing. I guess that was I guess that was from when Anthe was mowing down zombies with a machine gun. 
I would try to like fake some like analysis for the machine gun, but I really just think Ikihara or whoever was in charge of this play thought it would be the funniest fucking thing if she had a machine gun. I, there's nothing to it. It's, it's I'm pretty just, sure well, Ikihara was involved in this. Yeah, they said something about it and how he wasn't really satisfied with the first musical. Um, so wonder what he thought of this one. Um, yeah, uh, director Ikihara would be producing this play, and that increased my hopes that it would be more faithful than the previous Utena Miu. I mean. Which- is similar in phrasing construction of Sarah Mew, which is the name of the Sailor Moon musicals. So adorable. I mean, it is closer to the story in a more literal sense than, Mm -hmm. say, in Devutana. Honestly, it does include significantly more of the Black Rose arc than the adolescence of Utana did. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of riffing off the Black Rose arc in many ways, which is really interesting. I love the idea of these kind of the undead not just being like zombies because they're like, why not zombies? But it's like, no, they're these 100 dead boys. And it's like, when we do see them in the anime, I mean, they're just working mindlessly, right? For, and for Akio. And it's, they're not basically already zombies. Yeah, and they're they're they're, they're drawn very um, nondescriptly. Yeah, they're pretty generic. Um, you know, it occurs to me we talked about time loops with the movie. Yes, yes. this it, this yeah. You it occurs me. to me that we have the first two arcs. I commented were sort of parallels of each other. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I am inclined to say that another explanation is that they are two separate go arounds on the. Two failed go-arounds on the cycle. Exactly. That's what I liked reading this musical. I was like, this like confirms like my theory, because that's how I read the the different sagas, is they're kind of re re-going around. Cause I love this idea that, you know, if this has happened before, but Anthony's been changed this time. And that's like the whole point, especially I think we see most clearly in the movie, that, you know, Anthony has been changed. Like she's the one who kind of moves forward. Yeah. And it's really her moving forward that is necessary for everything else to move forward. Exactly. She's also a revolutionary girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I have a lot of feelings. Um, it's also just the idea of her having machine gun. Like, I mean, you think about that like power move there. Like, you thought you you had you all have your swords, but no, 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 no. Anthony's got a machine gun. Like. Pretty significant. Yeah, because like Anthe doesn't necessarily generally have any sort of weapon. Like mm-hmm. you could arguably say that she has a sword sometimes, but even then it's usually Utena's sword or someone else's sword. It's never really her weapon. And so, like, this is an instance of Anthe really getting her own weapon and then being able to use it which is not something that we see in either the series or the anime i'm gonna guess that it doesn't happen in the manga i still Mm -hmm. have not read it yet but that's probably what we're gonna do next but i i can believably say that she doesn't pick up a weapon and use it in that way in the manga i can confirm that anthony definitely does not like fucking write a whole obituary book full of dead (laughs) zombie boys with a chicago (laughs) typewriter i can confirm readily that that does not happen 
Oh my god. But also, I'm just imagining now, because thinking about, like, Steven Universe, right, all the gems, like, that's obviously a ref to Utena, the gems pulling their weapons from their gems. Oh, absolutely. So I'm just imagining Anthe just being like, oh yeah, I had a sword, but also had just, like, this machine gun in there. I was just waiting for the right moment. See, I was, I, I imagined for a second sort of a Humura thing. Where like maybe she's done this before, mm-hmm. but she kept like picking a terrible weapon choice, and finally she's like, just fuck it, <laughs> just just fuck it, you guys. Just, I brought a whole machine gun. This better work honestly, this time. Honestly, when it comes down to the time loops theory, the idea of identifying Anthe with Hamura is not that far off. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. Like once you said it, I was like, oh, of course. So I don't remember Anthe. I mean, I don't remember Utsuna sacrificing herself to change the laws of rules of like nature. I mean, that's literally that's what, what she did. Wait a she minute. Oh my the god. Alex, <laughs> did you watch the finale? That's what she did. She just had to say it. Crying, okay? No, as soon as you said it, I think you put it into words and then it's like, yes, that's exactly it. It's Once yes. you phrase it like that, it's like that's exactly what Utena did. So oh what you're god. telling me that is that Madoka is actually a sequel to Revolutionary Girl Utena. Can oh, we man, confirm that? More like a, okay, a shoddy snap election, knockoff. Snap election. Okay, who notes that Madoka is now canonically a sequel? It's a different time I loop. said shoddy, but I do actually love Monica Magica. So if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen Monica Magica, like, that's probably a good choice to make. It's a... It's a good dark magical series, magical girl series. I need to I need to watch the movies because I want to rewatch the series, but I haven't seen the movies, so I'm like, mm, may as well. Guys, okay, well, we here's the thing: we can't, we can't talk about Madoka because I'm going to end up talking for an hour about Faust. <laughs> Very, okay. very briefly, okay. the Monica series is good. The first two Monica movies are good. The third Monica movie, Rebellion, is something that I prefer to imagine didn't happen. <laughs> So there we go. I'm good at imagining that. It was, without going into far too much, the third Monica movie was, the ending was changed during production from an ending that made sense to an ending that would give them more room to make more movies. And Uh, so... My favorite. What a cynical way to to view that. I mean, that's literally what happened. I'm not like... It would be one thing if I was extrapolating based on incomplete data, but like literally like the series was or the movie was supposed to end one way and then they wanted to make more movies. So they were like, hey, you guys need to make this movie end a different way. And so it ended differently. And that's why Monica Magica Rebellion sucks. It's not headcanon, Alice. It is literally... The reality. I'm respecting. I'm respecting your headcanon. We can talk more about Monica <laughs> later. <laughs> Chill. It's breathe. I Come will back not. To Come back to zombies. Come back to the zombies. <clears throat> the zombies are admittedly very good, and I'm very glad that this strange musical stage play thing exists. I'm very sad that there was no recorded version of this because I would love to see this. 
Oh my god, it's me too. Imagine what the I imagine what the music is like with these zombies wandering around. I know, cause oh, amazing, just amazing. I searched long and hard for any proof that this existed, other than what I could find, like from this one forum post on and em- on empty movement. And so far, that's all I can gather. But the good news is that there is going to be another Revolutionary Girl Utena musical in the future that we will definitely get to cover because it is happening soon in, in March. our mm-hmm. yes Wait, in, in our year of, year of the our, year of our lord 2018 <laughs> this musical is going to happen was i informed of this uh, i have told you at least three times that a new musical is happening i i'm obsessed like i if i were not already planning on going to japan this summer like i would be trying to make that happen because oh you gotta my God. get you, you gotta get bootleg you gotta like take i mean your phone in i'll there. Oh my god, I hope somebody does. Like, I, I do not, con- well, I have mixed feelings about bootlegs, mostly because of the horrible system of Broadway and uh, it's so unaffordable, whatever. So inaccessible. That's another story, but- That is no, an yeah. entire other episode of a oh, podcast. Oh, I have many feelings, but um, no, I really hope somebody records it or they record it like they do with like the Sailor Moon musicals because that would be legit. If you are able to- go to this musical you have to at the very least take pictures for us oh i will not i we do not have my my poor stipend does not allow me such things but oh man ah in another life i am there hopefully there will be some sort of recorded version of it be it bootleg or otherwise if it is bootleg i i like part of me wants to be like we're not gonna support a bootleg but let's be honest we're gonna support a bootleg like if there's no other way to watch it you know won't support it we'll we'll keep talking shit about it i would (laughs) gladly pay some sort of fee to be able to watch this musical legally but i do not think think that is going to be an option for us so i have no other option but to support a bootleg uh, you gotta do what you gotta do to get that utana musical fix like oh oh my god just the wigs i'm obsessed with the wigs that they already have the costumes look beautiful don't laugh at honestly me. alice if you have not seen the pictures of these costumes like They're the amazing. wigs that they have for these characters are like Pickles. next level like they are so good i've nice. only seen the Utana and the Andy wigs, but like, oh my god, they look so perfect. Oh, yeah, it's like real human people stepped out of the anime and went on stage. They it's, are so good. It is, and it looks like they're going because they did some teasers of the like student council members. It looks like they're going a more natural route with Jury's wig. So I'm like real curious to see how they do it because like just- I still have not seen take any pictures yes. of Jury's wig, so I need to look at that. Yeah, I know um, the like the 20th anniversary Utena account posted that on Facebook, at least. I think they say they must be on Twitter somewhere. I just missed them the first go-round. Yeah, I know that the there is a 20th anniversary Utena uh, Twitter account that does follow us and has interacted with some of our tweets before, so mm-hmm. I can only assume that they have probably posted about it yeah, and they, that I have yeah. just not seen it. <laughs> 
yeah, there's just so much going on right now. It's just, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, between this and the new manga chapters, like, who oh, can keep up? Oh, my God. Yeah. We, oh, my. Those chapters. I'm going to die. Seriously, we're going to have death. to have an entire episode about those new manga chapters because, like... I haven't read them yet. No, there, the I, I don't know that there is a scanlation up of the new chapter at all. I don't think so. I, think I know it, empty. Yeah. Yeah. Empty movement is going to be doing one. So as soon as we have that from them, we are going to use that to talk about that on our show because, oh, my God, jury's wearing a leather jacket and also like some poofy sleeves and like Shiori is in like this kimono thing and I, oh I don't I, can't I don't it. know how to process these feelings that uh, I'm having mm-hmm. in my heart I'm right and there with you. I'm right there with the you. rest just- of my body <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have an episode about this. And also, we should probably do an episode about the Toga and... Seonji. Seonji. I forgot his name for a minute. (laughs) The Toga and Seonji chapter that came out because there is a translation up of it. I just have not read it yet. Yeah. Yeah, send me that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. That's why, especially after having watched the movie, I think it's cool to watch because cool to watch cool to read to experience on your screen because you don't have the printed page yes. um yes it is very good i love toga and seonji together because they're terrible shitheads and they they deserve each other they they do like like especially yeah they, they're good together i enjoy it have you you have you read that chapter how do you feel about that abby Oh, I really liked it. I mean, I mean, really liked it. It's one of the, it's really intriguing because it definitely was like, it seemed to me to be setting up the other chapters that are coming out. So that's why I'm extra curious about this jury chapter beyond, you know, obvious jury reasons. Okay. Reasons. Um, but yeah, it's intriguing. Um, more intriguing, I think, than the, the other manga um, that I read. Because um, it is kind of after the revolution is like the, the subtitle of it. So um, it was interesting because you do get to see Seonji and Toga like when they're not as trash fiery, so they've grown up a little bit. So they're still like bros, but they're also like super gay in that chapter, which is just pretty great. Um, I mean, they as always the are. Lord intended. So I, I think I think you will enjoy it, and it's it's beautiful. Of course, the manga is always beautiful. So. Yeah. Would you suggest that we do that before we read the manga, or should we save that for after we read the manga? Um, I would say. I mean, I would or say Or does it not matter? It doesn't really matter, but I think it's better than the manga. Although there's like one panel in the manga that makes it worth it. I will say that. Okay. But, uh, That's yeah. interesting. Well, you'll understand. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you'll understand. Is there a panel that could beat the Mr. Licky Licks panel? Oh, God. Why did I? I can't believe it. Why? Let it die. <laughs> Let it die out. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to remember that for like I don't know however long it takes my brain to like shove it away in a deep dark corner. Oh, As the I, Lord intended. I blame my friend Jessica for that, but also I cannot believe that you remembered that enough to call uh, do a callback to it. That's the. Thing. I literally owed a physical copy of the manga and I read it 
like that Wait, is forever. It, no, is it say right. that in your physical copy of oh, the yeah. manga? Oh, yeah, mine too. No, it calls him Mister something or other. Mister Licky Lick. I can pull it down and look at. I it. still, I still have not opened my copy of the manga. It's still in its plastic wrapping. It's it's so pretty. Some of the just remember that 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 is that is canonical to the clusterfuck that is revolutionary girl who's not. But we also get that, that is a canonical name. Uniform. A canonical name. It was the pilot chapter though. Like you can put off a lot on like pilot things like it, it, it in in the universe of revolutionary girl Utena, the strange disturbing eldritch universe which only consists of a school there is a character <laughs> who at some point is given the moniker mr licky licks <laughs> <laughs> nothing will ever be okay again <laughs> i hate this <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of things the manga does wrong, and I... Oh, that's up there. Including having Jury have a crush on Toga. I was just gonna it's say... It's complicated, okay? I, I, I can't decide, like, what's worth trying to convince me Jury Arisugawa is not a lesbian, or Mr. Licky Lick. Oh, I don't even like saying it. Why did you do this, Alice? Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Listen, Jury just needs to get over her compulsory heterosexuality so that she doesn't think that she has a crush on Toga anymore. She yeah. just wants to be Toga. She doesn't want to kiss Toga. Okay, actually, having read it, we're going to talk about that because I have some thoughts about it that might make you be slightly more okay with it. Mm-mm, not going to happen. But See, I, I like that I don't, mindset. I think that, you're, I think you are misreading exactly why she does the things that she does. Uh, well, considering I haven't read it to begin with, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I gotta say, it was really hard for me to just get past. I I will accept an alternative reading. I will I will welcome one. In fact, I will I will put on my my best Foucault sweat um, oh, turtleneck, gosh. and I will give you something different. <laughs> thanks, and thanks. Uh, the best way to be. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's all I've got. Basically, uh, it was just. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about this musical that apparently does not, there is no proof of its existence outside of this one summary that I found on Empty Movement. That's like so postmodern. This is just like, there's techno Yeah, like, which is a really academic way of saying, this is weird as shit, y'all. Thanks for the I will, I will, uh, I mean, bat me up here. when someone, when when we say something good postmodern, we're really trying to say that it's weird as shit, y'all. Yeah, it's just like life is meaningless, but there is meaning, but there also isn't. But like, yeah. Like when when I say that something is like very modernist, I'm like, yeah, like it's just kind of bleak, you know. When I say something's postmodern, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm what I'm trying to say is that it's weird as fuck, and also like none of it makes sense, and characters talk to the audience. Beautiful. Everything's made up, and the characters don't matter. Yeah, like, like that. that. Alice, I'm about to in our uh, Discord chat drop the link to the forum post that all the information about this musical was gathered from, so that you can peruse it on your own time. Got it. Sweet. And unless we have anything else to say about this episode, I I think we're done because that's all I've got. Yeah. 
It was just... I just still love the ancient Egyptian just bringing that in there. Like... I really do love the random incorporation of Osiris, god of the dead, into this story for no reason. Yeah, and then of course I think way too much about it, and I'm like, ah, well, but Osiris was brought back to life. Well, life, quote unquote, now he's blue slash green, uh, by his sister Isis, and I was like, now I'm just imagining Nami as Isis, and I'm like, legit, but also like, no, because incest but it's the ancient Egyptians, so they, they do that. Those those ancient pantheons, all about the incest. Yeah, definitely the ancient Egyptian gods did not uh, have as much of a problem with incest as, say, modern society would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have evolved a bit. I will. I, I I really don't like using the term "evolve" with ancient societies, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll say, yeah, we we we've, we've come past that a little bit. We've progressed. Bit. Progressed is a good. I would like to apologize to our listeners for the frequency with which we have been forced by circumstance to refer to and discuss it, um, weird incest stuff on this podcast because of Utana. Oh, Utana. It kind of comes with the territory. Yes, it is It is an occurrence which is frequent and also to be expected. It is unfortunate that incest has become such a common topic of conversation on a podcast that I do, but I did choose Revolutionary Girl Utana as my subject matter, so I did say set myself up for this. Also, Utena deals with it in a better way than like a lot of anime that deals with the same kind of tropes. So True. We have definitely pointed out that Utena doesn't deal with it in as much of a fan servicey way as a mm. lot of other anime would. Oh yeah. And in fact, Revolutionary Girl Utena does point out the unhealthy relationship dynamics between siblings in a lot of cases and I feel like that goes a long way to distinguish it from other anime that includes incest as part of its plot but that also becomes a lot of things to say when you're trying to tell someone about this series. Yeah that casual warning oh by the way there's incest but like not like that but not like that but it's not like it's not like gross like that because they don't try to act like it's like sexy. Yep. <sighs> what you're doing right now is called justification. All right, Alice. Um, and it's it's how we deal with ourselves and the dubious choices that we make. You're involved Alice. directly in this dubious choice, so I'm not claiming that I'm any different. <laughs> I'm merely I'm merely explaining the goings ons for those watching I me mean, listening. Maybe they're watching too. I don't know, but I feel as well, it's I'm, my duty as a podcast journalist. I'm like giving my mic like a like a stare right now. Like a, a it's not justification. It's <laughs> nuance. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice semantic turn. <laughs> All right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utenicast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? They can follow me at Lyrewolf. L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. And if the people want to follow noted jury fangirl, <laughs> where would they like to find you on the internet? Well, yep. You can hit me up at, at Abby Says Words or Say Swords. A-B-B-Y. The best way to spell Abby, if you ask me. But I'm biased. Are there other ways? 
Oh, totally. There's a bunch. They're all valid in their own way. But the Y is empirically the best version. Yeah. I've never seen another way. Now I know. Oh, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. I grew up with an A-B-B-I-E. That's one of the ones that, that's the weirdest one to me. It just, there's so many extra letters. Uh, Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutina.tumblr.com. If you would like to come on the show and talk to us about things like the lost revolutionary girl Utina musical, you can do that at imagineandutina at gmail.com. And if you want to buy merchandise with our logo on it, you can do that at the link in our pinned tweet. And I guess that does us for this week guys revolutionize the world everybody mow down some zombies yes 